Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. I hope you are having a phenomenal Tuesday morning. Just got back in from my accountability group where we are really going through a phenomenal book by Craig Grishel called Soul Detox, Living a Clean Life in a Detoxed uh, Culture. Wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, I suggest anybody buy it. Next, uh, tomorrow, we're finishing up today, Love Works, Seven Timeless Principles for perfect, uh, for Effective Leaders. Now, you can pick this up. It's by Joel Mamby. It's at the, on a bestsellers list right now. I saw it at the bookstore. But tomorrow, we, <laughs> we are starting a brand new series called Quitter, Closing the Gap Between Your Day Job and Your Dream Job. And it's all going to go around one sentence. I am a blank, but I want to be a blank. And I tell you what, we are going to have a blast. To give you a little teaser, have you ever felt caught between the tension of a day job and your dream job? That gap between what you want to do or what you have to do and what you love to do. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, John Acuff, who happens to be the author, is a catalyst leader. He's now part of... Dave Ramsey's brand-new publishing company, Lampu Press. He's one of his speakers. Uh, It's going to be great. You're going to love it. But today, we're finishing up Joel's book, A Choice You Make. We've gone through all seven principles, and now it gets down to the nitty-gritty. Are you willing to change? Are you willing to take the risk and lead with love? Joel says, We've made it to the end, and I've enjoyed walking through the principles of leading with love, and I hope you have too. And then he says, even if your boss or senior leaders don't support leading with love, you can make a difference. And despite the lies of our culture, the ones they try to sell us, it isn't that isn't making a difference really what life is all about. You can live a more fulfilled life at work by just being consistent with the values in your personal life. I love this, and I think it's great. He starts this off, he says, leading with love when others don't. He said, did you know that fewer than 10% of companies today have a clearly defined set of core values and behaviors to which employees are expected to adhere? That's interesting when we think about that. You know, we got manufacturing job, computers job, sales jobs, every job you can think of. And if there's no values they live by, it causes it causes a major issue. Matter of fact, I, I challenge you on something. Let's look at doctors. You know, I was having breakfast with a friend of mine who is a very successful dentist in this area. And he was talking about his practice. And I said, man, it always scares me when I go to one of you doctors and you're always practicing instead of becoming an expert. And he smiled in a little bit and he said, Troy, that's the one thing that I had to learn early on, is that I'm always practicing. He said, what I've found is that there's so many doctors today that graduate, and he goes, they think they're experts. They don't have a core value system in which they work from. It isn't about the patients. It's how much money can I earn, how fast can I earn it, so I can get paid off my debt, get brand new equipment, and live a life of the Joneses. And I thought, wow, man, that's sure different. You know, Michael J. Fox did a show back in the, I don't know if it was the late 80s, early 90s, called Doc Hollywood. And it really centered around a small southern community 
where they still cared about their patients, still cared about the people. And I think that's what Joel's saying here. See, if we don't live by the values and the goals, if we don't set up our own, if our company doesn't have one, where are we going to be? He says, the the surprising thing is that it has been proven that companies with B goals do better financially over time. See, it's not about the financial goal at the end. It's about who we're going to be and what our company stands for. Jim Collins hits this in the book, Good to Great, phenomenally. See, I know that it's easier just to live in a in a status quo. Easier to fire an employee than try to work with them to better them. Easier to just go for the bottom dollar and not worry about your employees at all. But is it worth it? See, I don't think that easier grows a strong culture. I think we can see that in companies like Starbucks and HFE. See, another reason that organizations don't leave with love is that most leaders mistakenly think the profit is the end result. This is a debate. Tommy Chenault and I have this all the time with people that say, well, it's it's better to run a private company than a public company because you don't have stockholders to deal with. Yes, you do. I was on the phone with some great guys that run a major sh- uh, hedge fund in Wash- uh, Wall Street yesterday is discussing network marketing and how it really how it really operates. And I was sharing with them some of the stuff that's gone on in the short-selling positions that have been out there. And it's amazing how here's a group of guys wanting to find out more about a profession, to find out if they want to invest in those public companies. And when Tommy and I talk, so many average people think that it's, you don't want to be with a public company because those shareholders just don't care about anything but profits. And yet here's this here's this hedge fund. I know in one company they've invested $15 million. And they said, Troy, we really do want to understand the culture. We want to know what it is that we're investing in. See, they've started to understand that the culture is what drives the stock price, not the other way around. Companies that lead with love grow. One such company that comes to mind, Life Force International, the Hillman family, they truly lead with love. Another one is the 2110 Richard Brooks Company, another company that leads with love. There's many in my, my segment of the world in network marketing, but there's others out there too. I challenge you to find one. That's why, what is it, Fortune or Forbes or Inc., one of them put out the most admired companies all the time, ones people want to work for. There's a reason for that. Now, maybe not all of those lead with love, but I believe that a boatload of them do. Jim Collins says, Profitability is a, necess- is a necessary condition for existence and a means to a more important end, but is not the end in it- of itself for visionary companies. Profit, like oxygen, food, water, and blood for the body, they are not the point of life, but without them there is no life. See, it's interesting because Jim Collins' research and Joe Mamby's experience reflect the same truth. When you have high values as a company, as an organization, and as an individual, see, I'm a firm believer, you don't have values as a company unless the leaders have them. And that's what drives you into the long haul. See, the very final reason for leading with love is rare. It's so rare 
that many leaders just simply don't care about it long term. See, they'd rather demand results for the day without regards to the future. In other words, some leaders couldn't care less what happens to their company after they leave it. And that's where it's it's bad. I'll tell you somebody that he's been kind of controversial over the, the, the life of his career in network marketing, but he's a phenomenal individual, and it's Dexter Yeager. Dexter's number one distributor in Amway, and he's had a passion for what he's done at, at, at really helping people change their lives. He's led with love. Jim Dorton of Network 21 is the same way. He's done the same exact thing. You know, this is what it takes when you lead with love, life changes. See, I believe, and, and, and Joel writes it this way, he says, anyone with half a brain can come into an organization and quickly improve the bottom line by just slashing costs because that will boost the profits in the short term. But it can also trash relationships if the wrong people are cut. Matter of fact, it's gotten to a point where where I just read today where the new Yahoo CEO was terminated because he falsified his resume. And I'm thinking, man, if, if we've got leaders out there falsifying stuff just to lead, that's not leading with love. Because leading with love means you're building organizations. Tim Sanders of Yahoo, and I believe this is probably why Yahoo let this guy go. Tim Sanders was was the, the, the chief strategist over there. Now he's the chief, chief leadership officer He's such a driving passion because he believes love is the killer app. He believes it's all about likability. You you have to become friends with people. And when you don't become friends with people, when you don't look at your subordinates as rock stars, as people that are that really aren't your subordinates, but they're your constituency, and that you're all in it together, until you get that taken care of. Your company will never be as good as it could be. It will never be great. When I look at companies like Dell Computers, when Michael Dell came in, it shifted back to the original culture. This is what we need. This is what we're looking for. Zuckerberg over there at Facebook has always tried to lead with an with a easy culture as big as the company's gotten. And although he's, he's a controversial figure in and of himself, he really has tried to lead with love when you look at what he's done for the world. So how do you lead? Joe Kennedy, who now runs, he's the CEO of Pandora, which is a rock star internet radio startup. He's a friend of Joel's, and here's what he says. There are two essential activities that take time, developing an organization and developing a brand. These activities are parallel and interdependent. Leadership is about teaching an organization what you stand for. Brand building is about teaching millions of consumers what you stand for. Leadership and brand building require time, consistency, and constancy. See, this is big. You've got to stay at it. You've got to do it and do it and do it till the job gets done. There's no quit. You've got to say, this is what I stand for. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. You may be saying, I know it, Troy. This sounds awesome, man. You you're, you you know, you guys are great, but I just work for the company. 
I, I don't have any authority. I'm no executive running this company like this this guy from Atlanta. Let me share a story with you. Judy Ward is one of Dollywood's greatest leaders who leads with love. She's not some influential person. She's not part of the major senior staff. And yet she knows every one of the thousand plus employees by name. She knows their strengths, their weaknesses. She knows who's doing the good job and who isn't. She has an ear of all the senior leaders at any time she excels in her job. She has the heart the size of Texas, and she's always making sure employees get the support they need through the Share It Forward and other programs. Joel says, Dollywood literally wouldn't be the extremely friendly, successful family entertainment park today without Judy. And Judy's just an executive assistant. Now, don't misunderstand me. The job of an executive assistant is a key job that demands extraordinary organizational skills, diligence, intelligence, and a strong work ethic. But yet, most people don't recognize it as a prestigious new thing. Interesting, isn't it? Now, listen to this. But consider that Julie is senior as everyone from an influence standpoint, and she has taught me that shaping corporate culture is up to the individuals across the hierarchy, no matter what their job title is. And here's why he feels that way. Not too long ago, Judy wrote a letter. It said, Dear Dollywood family, Dale Puckett, who's been a member of our Dollywood family for about 25 years, husband to Mitzi, who works in merchandising, performs with the kinfolk at our back porch theater, and is the first cousin to Dolly, passed away yesterday at 1 p.m. I understand that Dale was finishing was fishing this past Sunday and caught his limit. Then on Thursday, he was sitting on his chair playing his guitar when he just simply went to sleep. Dale left this old world exactly the way he would have wanted to, quick and playing his guitar. This just goes to show that none of us are promised tomorrow, so we need to hold each other close to our hearts and never take anyone for granted because it may be the last time that we spend with each and every one of them. It's always hard to give up someone that you love so dearly, so please ask God to touch this, the broken hearts with his healing touch, surrounding them with his love so they will never feel alone and He'll be it, and they'll feel his nearness, comfort, and strength. Thank you all for your love, your prayers, and your support to each other during this difficult times. This is what keeps us close as a family. I love you all, Judy. An executive assistant makes sure that everyone at Dollywood feels important. What could you do? I mean, think about this for a second. What could you do in your organization? Last week, I had an opportunity. I was sitting, mentoring a gentleman on the telephone, drinking coffee, overlooking the harbor. When one of my buddies, Eric Parton, my pastor and the head honcho of our church, came in to counsel somebody, and they were sitting out on the deck, and as my waitress went by, I said, can I pick up their check? Would that be okay? And she said, oh, yeah, do you want me to tell them? I said, no, 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 please don't say anything until I'm gone. No big deal. Today, Eric said, man, I really appreciate that. 
I said, that's, that's okay. That's what friends are for. See, it's the little gestures that come into a person's life. Allow them to stay focused on what they're focused on. If you start leading with love, if maybe maybe you're not a team leader. Maybe you're just a team player. What would happen if you just reached out and sent a thank you letter to the boss? Said, man, I just want to say thank you for what you do for us here at work and, and the instruction you give us. Now, you may be saying, Troy, he's a pain in the butt. He's a jack. Well, you know what? doesn't matter. See, I still believe the golden rule is what, what really dictates our lives if we will just abide by it. So don't ever lose the opportunity to just speak some positive stuff into people. See, love is an action, not the emotion. If you lead with love, you're leading with an action. Living proof, no matter where you're at, that you can do something. I really think it's about just being humble. Not trying to be the guru, not trying to be the expert, not trying to be the stud muffin and and all that. Just being yourself. See, it's sad to me. I've been studying Wall Street obviously since I deal with so many people up there and something that I learned is that around 2008, 2009 when the stock market crashed mortgages was going crazy some of the most professional and high powered female stockbrokers on Wall Street in order to keep the lifestyle that they'd grown accustomed to became escorts professional call girls for escort companies in New York I pondered that for a long time. How could a woman with such power all of a sudden, at least in my mind, lower herself just to be some escort for some guy? And then I thought back to something that was told to me a long time ago by a call girl that was a client that I used to bond out of jail. She said, Troy, it's about the power. And I thought, how sad that there's people that still, no matter what sex you are, male or female, you can't lead with love because it's about the power. You're so afraid because you're, 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 the, the image becomes who you are instead of your values, instead of your principles. Not just an example, but think about this. What happens if you could finally start leading with love? You know, Joel started this book off setting in an apartment in California. Emotionally at rock bottom, but yet he is one of the most successful businessmen of his time in the automobile industry. It goes back to that old saying that that just because people have money doesn't mean they're happy. Joel makes less money today, but he has more time with his family. When this radio show's over, I'm going to have a mentoring call with my mentor, Tom Hopp. And then I'm taking off half the day, and I'm going to go watch my three-year-old granddaughter in her first gymnastics meet. To me, that's what love is. That's what's leading with love. Joel's childhood experiences, like mine, really dictated the movement. I didn't like growing up in a family that constantly seemed to be struggling financially. Now I don't 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 get me wrong. We had everything. 
We were an upper-middle-class family living in a custom-built home. My dad busted his butt. My mom busted her butt. We we had all the all the stuff you could really desire. I mean, it, we weren't spoiled by any means. But I constantly kept hearing, man, we don't have the money to do that. We don't have the money to do this. We can't do that. We can't do this. And I thought, crap, man, that sucks. And I decided I never wanted to be that way. And for the most part, I have made great money throughout my whole career. I have pushed myself beyond the limits of what people would say is reasonable. But I kind of did what my dad did in a certain way. I I worked so much, I wasn't around for my family a lot of times. A little over a decade ago, I made the decision, I'm done. I'm never working for somebody else. I'm going to work from home. I'm going to build a legacy that my family can believe in. Not a legacy of you know, giant wealth, but a legacy of love. A legacy of making a difference. I think that change in my attitude and my personality and my focus is what led my now my 22-year-old son at 14 to start his first nonprofit charity. See, he understood it's about giving to others. And that's what we have to do. We've got to focus on giving that. My life's a little different than some people, probably because I truly believe and follow to the best of my abilities, and I fall short daily, the teachings and belief of Jesus Christ. So I'm constantly trying to be like Him, trying not to judge people, trying to lead them to a better way. I've got a a brand new shirt, matter of fact, that says, Leading with Truth and Light, because that's really what I want to do. I I just want to be a voice that can make a difference and let people know There's something better. See, I believe leading with love, that's what it is. Whether you're just leading yourself right now or you're leading a larger organization, it's time for you to say, I'm going to be. I'm going to set my goals about what I want to become. I'm going to set my goals based on what I believe my purpose and mission is in life. I wear a band on my hand that says, I am second. And and you can go to IamSecond.org or .com, I don't remember what, and you can learn more about this movement. But it's twofold for me. One, I am second because I know I've been given a second chance in life. Some of the stupidity and the ignorant things that I've done and the pain that I've caused people in leadership positions and in my own family. I've been given a second chance. The other thing is I realize that I'm second Because in my life, I kind of let God kind of guide where I'm going. I try to fight him sometimes like a wild stallion, but I kind of let him take me and go where we go. I want you to really think long and hard. I don't care what your faith is. That's not not what this show's about. But I do challenge you to think carefully about what it is you want to accomplish from this point forward. Go back and listen to some of the archive shows if you need to get a refresher. Go buy the book that Joel put together here. See, leading with love is too important to be left to chance. It's going to take some effort. You're going to have to dig deep to your principles. And most of all, I would challenge you, even if you've never read the Bible, you can you can go to 
uversion.com and, and read it in a variety of versions to get what you want. But I challenge you to find 1 Corinthians 13. It's towards the back of the Bible in the New Testament. And think back over these seven principles that we talked about. Patience. Having self-control in difficult situations. For so many years, I watched my dad be one of the most patient men that I'd ever met when it came to my mom. I could share stories that would blow your mind. Be kind. Show encouragement enthusiasm. Again, for years, I watched my dad live this out with my mom. And, I, and I'm using this as an example because the, my dad was a pain in my ass. But the one thing that I learned from him more than anything else was what unconditional love was about. And he always took it back to 1 Corinthians 13. Trusting, placing confidence in someone. I watched my dad do that with my mom numerous times. Unselfishness. Thinking of yourself less. See, I never felt like my dad was unselfish except with my mom. My mom could could get away with just about anything it seemed like I was the one that always seemed to have the bad attitude I think y'all can relate to that trustful or truthful it seemed like they were always talking to each other always always sharing their deepest confidence with each other I never understood that I was scared to death to share half the time with them just didn't want any problems forgiving Releasing the grip of the grudge. My dad just constantly seemed to forgive my mom all the time, and vice versa. I mean, crying out loud, they've been together 45, 46 years now. But the one that really got to me was his dedication to my mom from as early as I can remember to today. When I look at this leading with love, I don't see leading with love as just being a corporate deal. I believe it's an all-the-time deal. I believe that you use these principles. And the day that you stop leading with love is the day that if you're a Christian, you might as well just say, God, take me home before I become such a big ass that nobody wants to be around me. Because nobody likes someone that's nasty and hateful. Nobody likes a whiner. Nobody likes a dull, negative, disillusioned crybaby. Whether you're in corporate America or leading a family at home, it's something to think about. Tomorrow, we start this brand new book. You're going to love it. It is. It, you need to go buy yourself. Get it on Kindle. Get it somewhere. But you need to get it. Quitter, Closing the Gap Between Your Day Job and Your Dream Job by John Acuff, A-C-U-F-F. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure, and be back here tomorrow morning on RealMentorsRadio.com.